Hello and welcome to another episode of the Boink Radio Podcast. We're back! Woo! Uh, (laughs) I'm your host, Jay Ringo, joined as always by Delta, who covered brilliantly for me a couple weeks ago. It was a great episode. I very much enjoyed editing it. Sorry it took so long to put it up. (laughs) You are very much welcome. Uh, Today, we are running a bit tight on time, so we're going to be doing some news. We got some Boink Workshop news. We got, of course, some World Community Grid news, because who communicates better than World Community Grid? Uh, we probably have some other news, too, in the, on deck. And if we have time, we're going we're gonna to talk about some other things, too, because that's what we do every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern here on the Boink Network Discord server, where everyone is welcome to join through the voice or text chat. Nailed it. Fastest intro ever, Delta. How's your tea, tea time? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got the next combination coming right up. Uh, today we have uh, Orange Pico, and I finally figured out how to pronounce it because I saw it in a movie. It's pronounced Orange Pico, and uh, I've mixed it with New Zealand, uh, the New Zealand brew that I have. And I, I wouldn't say it's the best, but um, it's pretty strong. Yeah, your tea a couple weeks ago sounded really good. Yeah, the, I, it. yeah, it was one one of the mixes was actually really nice, but this one's it's just like you just put a whole bunch of kiwi fruit into your tea or something like that. Is a kiwi fruit the same for you as it is for me? Like a kiwi, like the green thing with a white center yeah. and like little no, black they get, seeds. They get kiwis from the actual bird. They're little fruits from <laughs> from the bird. It's like a no, that's kiwi, only in New kiwi gallbladder. Oh, okay, okay. I, I was gonna say, aren't they endangered? Ooh, call me Foxy. It has a great question. Possum versus or possum opossum versus kiwi o kiwi. What's an o kiwi? <laughs> I don't think that's a real thing. Well, dang nabbit, you got me. <laughs> so, uh, we got some whiskey in the chat. I think I think uh, I'm drinking the usual water, sans lime. Um, if you have delicious beverages, throw it in the chat now. We'll bring it in. Yo, we had some whiskey. <laughs> you do work quickly, Mister Mister Pop. Well done. Um, cool. I don't know. Did anything else happen in the week we were off? Uh, I went camping. Thanks for asking, Delta. I went hiking. <laughs> 50 miles in like uh, eight days, something like that. Climbed several mountains. Saw a couple dozen leaves. And uh, Did you meet God as well? <laughs> I try to avoid the guy when possible. <laughs> so. Man, that's a bit rude. <laughs> Well, you know, it's like it's like walking past a friend that you used to know in high school. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I yep, nope, none of that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. Ah, dang him! I looked right at him. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun though. It's gonna be back though. Let's talk about some boink. Uh, one of the coolest things that happened over the past two weeks is this boink workshop deal. The virtual boink workshop is actually starting to come together. Uh, we've got a good group of people working on sort of leading the charge, getting documents together. We're working on uh, marketing. We're working on science communication. We're working on sort of the technical side of things. How are you going to host this thing? Uh, and it, it, it's just we got docs coming together and we got timelines. We got plans. It's really exciting. But Is it going to be free food? There will be free food from your refrigerator. Yay. Uh, <laughs> so, we still need more help. Uh, we're going to need more help because it turns out there's a lot. Boink is huge, right? So we are building, for example, a, a spreadsheet that has all the Boink projects in it, old and new and, and currently running. Uh, and also all the Boink teams, like the bigger Boink teams, uh, bigger Boink communities, uh, some... some uh, 
special volunteers, let's say, some some high-level contributors to the Boink Network. And it's just a lot of people. It's a lot of people to reach out to. Uh, so we're going to need help doing uh, some of the work as we get further into this planning process. Uh, so you are all invited, dear listeners, to come help us, especially if you are a graphics designer. Because one of the other things we're working on is building a website. Uh, and we really want to make this something that we can all be proud of uh, and kind of show off to people. And then they come join Boink because they're like, wow, this is great. So we want to get like a brand together. We want to get some uh, color, some color palettes, a, a nice logo, a, a typeface, um, and, and a, a sort of a website design. So we need, we're not using Comic Sans or Comic Sand. <laughs> so if you are a graphics designer definitely that is a great typo definitely 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 reach out to me uh here on the discord or at jringo303 at gmail.com and we'll get you looped into the discussions as we continue to move forward um uh, beyond that you know we're, we're just moving forward and we're going to be starting to send out initial uh outreaches in the coming weeks so if you're a bank project Keep an eye out for an email and don't forget to respond. <laughs> Otherwise, everyone else, do come in. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of really cool people helping put this thing together. And it's um, free food. There's free food from Delta's refrigerator. <laughs> yep, I'll email it to everyone. <laughs> you can send cookies that way? Yeah, yeah email catering. Just, yeah, well, sometimes you slip up and you end up sending a dog, but when you try to send a muffin. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Project Brief, or call back to the Project Brief we just had, where Delta described MLC at home. Check that out as it gets uploaded. Great Project Brief. Thank you, Delta, for doing those things. They're wonderful. Um, You're welcome. Enjoy the muffins. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so that's the big Boink Workshop news. Um, beyond that, I think we got some Boink news we want to dive into. Uh, D-Man, what you got? That's the first and maybe last time I'm ever going to call you D-Man. Oh, that's me. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, okay. Uh, Rake Search was quite enthusiastic about announcing their joint search of the um, uh, optimal diagonal Latin squares, nine, uh, with the Jurassic project. Um, they actually sent it three times on RSS. Hold <laughs> um, uh, on, just let me quickly read it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yep, same. Okay, so it looks like they're partnering. Uh, it looks like Rake Search is partnering up with the Jurassic at Home project. Maybe we'll do that next on the project brief. <laughs> and uh, they're trying to find all the orthogonal Latin, diagonal Latin squares of order nine. Um, they have already done a full search um, of row permutational diagonal Latin squares of order nine. Uh, but they want to find a different type of Latin squares of order nine. And they say that it seems to be almost impossible because it'll take a huge amount of time, but they've managed to find a new heuristical search that reduces the amount of computations significantly. So if you want to help out with finding more Latin squares, you can check out Rake Search or, by the looks of it, Jurassic at Home. And you can also check out my project brief on Rake Search to wonder why we're actually searching for rakes. Mm. See, I thought we were using rakes to search for things. More rakes, of course. <laughs> Rake the rakes. Okay, that one didn't go over well. But <laughs> moving on, uh, I got some news coming out of Help Stop TB from World Community Grid. Uh, TB standing, of course, for tuberculosis. Uh, and fun fact here, 
while I was off hiking in the woods, I took a little detour uh, into the Tuberculosis Museum in Saranac, Saranac Lake. And uh, another fun fact, that museum is more fun than the Olympics Museum in Lake Placid. So I learned a lot about tuberculosis, crazy infectious disease that has been around for all the, they find it in like fossilized uh, human remains. Um, or I don't know if they're fossilized, just human remains from a long time ago. It's a bacterium that's been around for a very long time and we can't seem to kill it. So this project coming out of World Community Grid to help stop TB uh, is trying to just understand the the bacterium a little more so we can find better treatments for it. Uh, the current treatment for it, basically once you get TB, you have TB. That's it. The current treatment puts it into, uh, there's some medical word, but it basically makes it inactive in your body. But then once you become older, it reactivates and kind of hurts you. Uh, so they're, they're giving us a little info here. TB was actually the leading cause of death, death from a single infectious agent in 2019. So if you're not young and you have TB uh, presenting or, or causing symptoms, you, it's very bad. Uh, and that's crazy. Like before COVID-19, did anyone think just like about this sort of virus stuff all the time? Hopefully we'll continue to think about it after COVID-19 and continue to work on TB and HIV and stuff like that. Uh, in 2019, an estimated 10 million people contracted TB, 1.4 million people died, and it remains one of the top uh, 10 causes of death worldwide uh, and the leading cause uh, from a, a single infectious agent, even above HIV AIDS. So yeah, they've got work units for you. They've got 34 batches going. They've completed 63,000 batches, uh, 80 of them in the last 30 days at an average of six and two-thirds batches a day. So jump on World Community Grid, their Help Stop TB project, and go ahead and help stop TB. Why not? <laughs> yeah, and just a shout-out to all those projects that are still crunching on everything other than coronavirus because we still need work to go into that. Even though we are in a pandemic, uh, it is good to have uh, projects focusing on a lot more of the diseases we have spent years trying to crunch. Yeah, and it's not to say we haven't made a lot of progress. Just our under, it's like just wish we made more. Oh. Happy thoughts, Delta. More boink yes. news, please. More boink. More <laughs> boink. All right, uh, let's go straight to SR Base. Uh, they have finished the uh, seventy. I think the. Hold on. Okay, um, they're uploading uh, some new batches to their server. They're searching in the seventy-two. 73-bit range for time numbers by the looks of it. Um, if you want a bit of a metric on how uh, how much more computationally intensive this next step is, uh, from to 72-bit batch, it took around one minute and 30 seconds. And in this new 72 to 73-bit batch, it takes, and that's a 16, uh, that's increased by a factor of 16, and that's running on an RT uh, 5500X. XT. So if you want a measure of how hard... Is that one number or is everyone given a batch of numbers? Uh, well, we the SR base searches through a range of numbers. In this case, it's searching through the 72 to 73-bit range. Um, and uh, yeah, they've just got a new range heading up to the uh, SR base servers. So if you want to try and find some prime numbers, go on SR base. Yeah, but I'm saying, is each, is each work unit a single digit or is it... Uh, or, is, or is what? Uh, well, each unit is a 
number, and that number is the power that I think goes on top of the two. So it's a power of two. And uh, they search for numbers within the 72 to 73 bit number range. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I've got more SSR base. Yeah. The project? Huh? That was SR base? Yeah, that was SR base. Awesome. Crunch SR base for the numbers and come back to World Community Grid for more medical research. <laughs> oh, now it's a tug of war. <laughs> right, it is. Uh, I've got news coming out of Open Pandemics, which is uh, World Community Grid's kind of. It's self-explanatory. If you need more help, come into Discord and we'll write it out for you. <laughs> so they said they just submitted two papers for review and uh, looking ahead for uh, to lab test some potential treatments, I'm assuming for COVID-19. Um, but Open Pandemics is designed to be uh, a found to, to build a foundation for future pandemics as well. As well. Um, and, and this news release is pretty interesting because they, they shed light on sort of the process involved uh, in going from uh, working units to result to getting it tested. Uh, so they mentioned that they are trying to look for a partner who will help with the testing for some promising compounds that were analyzed by us, the crunchers. Um, and they mentioned that purchasing compounds can be a time-consuming process. Uh, so they're they're really trying to get this partnership going so that they can go from uh, result to testing quickly um, because I imagine it's also expensive. Uh, it is it's it's just interesting to see that that disconnect. Like we could produce all the data in the world and come up with like five billion very very promising compounds for killing whatever. Uh, but if we can't take it from data into sort of um, analog into uh like actual product that translation uh there's a problem so you know me i love foundational uh science but there is translational science is very very important um they mentioned that they have 369 batches for uh, available for download 2500 batches in progress almost 10,000 completed 3000 of them in the last 30 days that's crazy um, they're averaging 100 batches a day, and they have a backlog of three and a half days. But they do note that the researchers are going to continue to add work to this project, and they're not going to run out of work anytime soon. So jump onto Open Pandemics under World Community Grid if you want to help out with that one. Cool stuff. You got anything else? Yep, oh. I got some GPU Grid news. Uh, GPU Grid has released a new application. They're trying out some Python application. Python's my favorite programming language. <laughs> um, and uh, its purpose uh, is running on Linux and CUDA, so NVIDIA GPUs only. Um, and I guess they're just trying out a different way to do their processing. Uh, and a warning for anyone who runs them uh, they might use a relatively large amount of disk space, and they're talking in the magnitudes of 1 to 10 gigabytes. So be prepared. Cool. Uh, and just to backtrack really quick to Open Pandemics, they also mentioned that their GPU tasks are uh, they're still waiting review from uh, IBM security team. So expect those soon as well. Um, I got one coming from Einstein at home. This is pretty exciting. Uh, they got a publication, well, they... They discovered uh, a, a neutron star as a um, source of gamma rays. So 
the, the little write-up here says, using novel data analysis methods running on about 10,000 graphics cards in the distributed project in Einstein at home, the team identified the neutron star by its regular, regularly pulsating gamma rays in a deep search of data from NASA's Fermi satellites. So it's a great example. I mean, Einstein at home is finding stuff often, but it's a great example of just having data and sifting through the data with different methods uh, will sometimes uh, result in different discoveries and novel discoveries. Um, so it, it this is pretty neat. Uh, Einstein at home, uh, Delta's done a project brief on it. It does a lot of space work, pulsars. Uh, it, it looks into the heavens and tries to find things that aren't aliens, but maybe also aliens. And it might also find Jeringa. <laughs> Why am I in space? <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you went camping. You might go to space next. You don't know. I'm going to space camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. I got another one. Um, Boink Tech. T-A-C-C from the University of Texas is back in production. They are back, baby. Um, they announced that they are back into production. They still need to do a couple things, just uh, cross-project ID-related issues. And they are, yeah, just about to get ready. They, If you want to crunch the project, they urge you to remove and then reattach the project from the Boink Manager uh, because they have made some server-side changes that will affect your account. So get crunching on that. Maybe we might do a project brief on that because I don't know too much about this project. Uh, TAC, from my, I don't either, but from my understanding, TAC is a big independent supercomputer. Uh, that also uses the Boink network for some uh, ancillary research. Not sure if that's the right word, ancillary, but we'll go with it. Uh, so it's, it's actually pretty cool to see TAC on the Boink network being involved with distributed computing. Uh, cool. They do they do a lot of, they're like an umbrella project, I think. Um, neat, neat, neat. I'm out. You, I'm <laughs> oh, out of news. I, I got a, I got a uh, rig of the week for you. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I think... Uh, Coleslaw posted a picture of uh, their modded phone, <laughs> and I'll post it here. What is a modded phone? How does one mod a phone? By soldering a power supply straight to the pins of where the battery goes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the modification I've been asking uh, if anyone's done before, which is very dangerous. So only do it if you don't want your phone anymore, and you just want to do point crunching on it. If you don't want to mess with battery issues, so battery bloat or battery decay or um, damaging the battery in your phone, or you just simply want to sell the battery so you can just make five bucks, five extra bucks, and then crunch the rest for Boink, um, what you can do is you can basically connect a power supply straight to the pins of where the battery goes into your phone. And that way, your phone will never run out of power, and you can crunch as much boink as you like without the issue of the battery getting too hot. This sounds like a pyramid scheme. Well, hey, if, if you want to crunch more boink, you need more phones. <laughs> and I want to crunch boink projects that develop better phones for crunching boink, and then get those phones to crunch boink to make better phones. Right? Is that a pyramid scheme? That feels like a cycle of... Eh, sort of. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> All right, well, that's Rig of the Week. What do they get? Rig of the Week, coleslaw, respect, and honor. And they also get an electrical hazard. Kind <laughs> of electrical hazard, yes. Uh, cool. Well, I don't think... Do you have any more news? No, that's it for me. News, bro? You got some news? Um, 
Yeah, I don't think we're going to have time to fight over operating systems. And also, it's a short fight. Linux wins. Yep, like, it always wins. <laughs> I don't use Linux, and Linux still wins. Uh, <laughs> okay, but which Linux? Nah, Arch Linux, obviously. No, no, no. no. By the way, I use Arch Linux. Yeah, do you? Yeah. I you can find more about that next time on the Boing Radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, the, the fight that's starting in, in chat. Guys, we said we don't have time for this. That's how you start a fight. The next episode, and that's why it's the OS wars. We only Linux operating systems, Linux versions, Linux flavor wars. Oh man! All right. Well, this was a high-powered, high-energy, super-speed episode of the Boink Radio podcast. Thanks everyone for joining us. It is great to be back. I look forward to these every week. Uh, if you want to join us, meet some cool people, and help put together a virtual workshop for Boink, which is an amazing network of scientists and, and passionate people uh, all in love with science, uh, reach out to me uh, here on the Discord or however you can, and you know we could use the help. Otherwise, we'll see you next week, Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern here on the Boink Network Discord server. See you later, Delta. See ya.